0: Welcome back to Screen Talk, Emmy edition. Uh, The votes are in. 26,000 strong members of the TV Academy. I mean, I don't know how many of them actually voted. Um, And this year we were, I'm gonna talk to Libby Hill, our our awards editor, I'm Ann Thompson, the editor at large, um, about what were some of the things we expected to happen And what were some of the surprises? And I have to tell you, I think there were many surprises. This is not the typical Emmys. It
1: is not the typical Emmys. It was a good batch of nominees. I was pretty happy with them, although the snubs and surprise, some of the snubs and surprises were far more devastating than others. but overall, I was happy with the uh, the amount of turnover we had in the categories. Well,
0: remind people there were some series that simply weren't in the running at all, like Big Little Lies, Handmaid's Tale.
1: Well, that, that yes and no. Hel- that took gave away some spots. Well, sure. Big Little Lies uh, was not eligible. Its current season will be eligible next year, and its season one was previously already eligible and did very well at the Emmys. The Handmaid's Tale's current season that it's airing will not be eligible until next year. However, The Handmaid's Tale had three episodes held over from last season that were eligible at this year's Emmys. And in fact, it did very well for the show, but you won't see it showing up in the in the major acting categories or in the drama series category because it was just like the lower individual awards that it was eligible for, including writing and directing. Interesting.
0: That's true. It did not register. But it added,
1: it was was counted for its network then. It was, and the most interesting thing about it is that The Handmaid's Tale is actually the second most recognized drama series on nomination morning. Like it's Game of Thrones with 32, and then it's The Handmaid's Tale with 11, and there's no in-between. Interesting.
0: So, in fact, if Chernobyl got 19, it was in limited series, so it's not competing.
1: Exactly. Limited series did did bananas well as far as garnering a lot of nominations, from Chernobyl to um, When They See Us, Fossey Verdon. That had 16. And when They See Us had 16. Fossey Verdon, I believe that's 17. Um, yeah, they, they were hauling them in. <laughs> well, let's look at let's look at the before
0: we get into the snubs and surprises. Let's look at the actual tallies. That number you just cited for Game of Thrones is a major record. No, no single
1: series has ever gotten that many nominations never, at once. Never. Never. And it wasn't even close. They blew it out of the water. The previous record holder was the first season of NYPD Blue in 1994, got 27 nominations, and. Game of Thrones just completely destroyed that. What is interesting is that Game of Thrones had never before beaten that record. So not only was it beating NYPD Blue, it was also in a way beating itself. So one of the trends that I noticed is that the shows that
0: were clearly... I mean, there's no question. I mean, it was funny. I was listening to our... uh, Former into our colleague Michael Schneider, who works at Variety now, talking about how, you know, he he wondered if the fact that people didn't like Game of Thrones this season—and that's by the way, Twitter talk and critics—it's really not reflecting the TV Academy at large. But he was wondering if it would hurt the show. I mean, clearly the show wasn't was one of the most popular shows ever because it—you can see that all these people got nominated in all the small categories. Right people like Alfie Allen, I mean people like Gwendolyn Christie, I mean people like even Reese Van Houten, unbelievable. And even and even, you know, uh Sophie Turner, I mean, they didn't knock each other out. They all got nominated, no. or, you know, Maisie Williams. They got nominated.
1: Absolutely. Now, this I think was what a lot of the networks feared was going to happen in Game of Thrones final season. So, I don't know how much is causation versus correlation, things like The Handmaid's Tale this entire season, things like The Crown, they missed this Emmy cycle, which meant that Game of Thrones was missing a lot of its major competition that it has previously faced. So that means there were a lot of gaps in those acting categories where typically you would see Elizabeth Moss, you would see you know, the cast of The Crown popping up in those acting and supporting acting categories. That's why you see down ballot handmaids Tale still filling into those categories where it typically would, but it's not there up ballot. Right, right, right.
0: Well, so so, but I also see something like um, when they see us, um, which was a really well-watched show. Netflix, you know, raved about the numbers that they got for for viewership. Um, uh, Ava DuVernay's series—it was so good. This is a limited series again. It was emotional. It was incredibly well wrought. But who would have expected eight acting nominations?
1: I didn't either. And the second they started with those categories, when they started with those limited series acting categories, and I will tell you what it was: Jarell Jerome show, showed up. And then they switched to limited uh, limited series, I think, supporting actress. And it was a whole slew of actors from When They See Us. And that's when you know, okay, this is going to have a huge day.
0: In lead, Nisi Nash, mm-hmm. uh, Jono Ellis. I mean, it's unbelievable. I I, I can't, I, these are people that many people may not even know who they are. And there they are.
1: So they're not coast. That that's something. They're not coasting on name recognition. No, That is purely from that series and their performance in that series and it's really remarkable and it's really heartening it's honestly it's deserved absolutely
0: yeah no, I was happy to see it but it, it it's true that that they tended to sort of eat up a lot of the space that was available right
1: these right.
0: shows um so HBO beat out Netflix in the end um they you did. had a bet with I Ben Travers did. who won that bet
1: I destroyed Ben in that <laughs> bet we had a very 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 friendly bet about who would reign supreme for overall nominations today. And thanks to the heftiness of Game of Thrones nominations, I handily beat Ben. Uh, HBO got 137 nominations today to Netflix's 117, um, which is incredibly five more nominations than Netflix got last year. And I believe 29 more than HBO got last year. So you can see like specifically the difference a Game of Thrones and a Veep makes in a season. So they were missing uh, the, the, the other
0: show that they were missing, now you're gonna have to edit, this is so terrible,
1: the, the, the Westworld. Westworld, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so what you have there is they had Veep, HBO had Veep, which they didn't last year. Game of Thrones had 22 nominations, so they got an extra 10 nominations there. They got nine nominations from Veep, but they're down because they don't have the dozens of nominations that Westworld got last season. Um, Westworld should be back, I believe, for next season's competition, so H- HBO is hoping they can pick up that ground again.
0: Yeah, I was surprised to hear that that, uh, the the, the AT&T owner lost points on Wall Street today after the Emmy nominations, presumably because they know there is no more Game of Thrones. It's the final season. It's all downhill from here. So Kit Harington now looks like more of a favorite
1: to win... Leading actor, the first time he's been nominated in that category. It does, he and does. he's never won. He does, and he doesn't, is what I will say about that. I think this finally may be Bob Odenkirk's year from Better Call Saul. Uh, what is it, his sixth year or something? I, something ridiculous. Uh, he's been nominated for this character both on... No, no, it's his fourth. It's right. It's his fourth. Both on Breaking Bad and on... But he was before that on Breaking Bad. Right, yeah. right. And Better Call Saul... I do think that this is the year he gets in. I think that Kit's win is his nomination. Um, I think exactly because he's never been nominated before. It was sort of a, uh, let's let's nominate the cast of Game of Thrones. And then they just nominated everyone. <laughs> but I, I could absolutely be wrong. I really did not see Game of Thrones p- pulling down this many nominations and breaking that 30 nomination threshold that seemed so impossible.
0: It was also dominating the craft categories against Chernobyl. So HBO, those two, they're not in the same, they're going to be in the craft categories fighting with each other. Right.
1: But that's something Game of Thrones is used to. That's absolutely what it faced last year with Westworld. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, so
0: one of the snubs that I was most upset about, honestly, was Richard Madden for Bodyguard. Now, I didn't know that that Bodyguard was going to get in, but I was positive that Richard Madden was going to get in.
1: Yeah. What happened? I have no idea what happened there. I don't know how you view Bodyguard as a series without Richard Madden. I don't know what that logical sense without Richard Madden. And it is offensive to me as a Game of Thrones fan to think, okay, Kit Harrington being nominated over Richard Madden, even There's if it is really a completely no different show. Yeah. Well, um, though
0: Kit gets it for the whole year, you know, well, all yeah, eight for, seasons exactly.
1: And I, I just don't. I don't know what happened there. I, um, I was sitting there and I was thinking. Honestly, I think a big part of it is that there was more room in the acting categories than there was in the series categories. The series had more holes in it. You don't have the crown. You don't have Handmaid's Tale, like we discussed. It would be easier to get in there. That's why we see Pose in there when Pose didn't have really the the acting support either outside of Billy Porter. But... Bodyguard getting in series and then getting in acting or getting in writing and then not getting in anywhere else is bananas to me I have no idea how that happens. I guess the main
0: thing one could argue because this does happen is that there are certain shows that I don't know how to say this that the critics love that you talk about with your friends But maybe the big bulk of the TV Academy some of these British shows a brand new show a show Mm -hmm. that hadn't been around for a while Sure, it's vulnerable,
1: right, right Absolutely. That's the only
0: thing I can come up with to That's, explain that. You
1: know, it's really the only thing I can see, too. Like, I'm just looking at that category. And the thing is, he just ran... There wasn't much turnover in that lead actor category. Jason Bateman, previously nominated, I believe. Sterling K. Brown, yes, previously absolutely. nominated. Both Odenkirk. Ventimig... Uh, um, yeah,
0: no, all of them were nominated before. Yeah,
1: so there just wasn't... The room, especially with Kit riding the Game of Thrones wave, that's what it was. Has always been that has always been the closest thing to a sure thing from Pose. Absolutely, absolutely right. It was just too stacked.
0: Okay. The other big uh, overlooked series was Homecoming. Yeah, that surprised me. I Julia will... Roberts too.
1: Yeah, and and they had the they were well reviewed. The TV Academy had had such a love affair with Sam Mail's work previously with Mr. Robot, um, Rami Malek. I think I was, again. I was Ben and I were discussing this this morning over coffee, and I was worried about Homecoming. Number one, because Amazon hasn't historically done the best with their shows. They had a really outstanding year this year. Maisel had 20 they nominations. They with Maisel. Uh, Helped by a lot of other awards groups. Right. Fleabag did way overperformed. It was great. Uh, but, happy about that. Yes. Very happy about that. But the TV Academy does not love shows that play with time <laughs> with time lengths in categories they do not understand. They don't go for 30 minute dramas. And They liked
0: Russian Doll. They did, but that
1: is a
0: comedy. Yeah, and In that's dramas. the thing. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, they 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 can't handle it. They can't handle thirty minute dramas. They can't or they can't handle thirty minute dramas. They don't like one hour comedies. They just have no patience for it. I think that was Homecoming's downfall. I think it had great critical acclaim. I don't know if anyone watched it. The buzz certainly wasn't that compared to the flea bag, compared to Russian doll.
0: Alright, so another snub, another notable snub that I wasn't surprised by at all was mm-hmm. Catch Twenty Two, same deal. Right. Where you just didn't have any buzz for it. No. As well as people like George Clooney and I think they did a lovely job with it. It was still not something people were talking about around the water cooler. No,
1: they weren't. And I and I don't know what happened. I you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it. I don't know why that didn't take off, but it just it wasn't the right time for it, I think. It's kind of old-fashioned. A little bit. It was kind In of a In a way throw that back. I
0: respect, but many others may not. Of course. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It's one of those things. I agree. So one thing that I noticed that has nothing to do with snubs um, is, is that there was a list of movie stars who actually got their very first Emmy nominations, and, and that includes Amy Adams. Which I'm so happy for. Sharp Objects. It includes Paul Dano for mm-hmm. Escape at Denimor and Benicio del Toro. Mm-hmm. Patricia Arquette had been nominated
1: before she got to. She's very proud of her. She was nominated for her work legitimately on television. Thank she you very much. She was a much. TV
0: star. She's been a TV star for a long time. And then you have uh, someone like Emily Watson and oh, yes. um, Stellan Skarsgård yes. for Chernobyl, who are on the on the uh, the movie list. Hugh Grant, his first, yes. his very first nomination. Yes, that is um, lovely. I'm glad he managed to make it in. Um, for the Very English Scandal. Um, who else? Sam, Sam Rockwell, and, Sam Michelle Rockwell Williams. and
1: Michelle Williams. Yes, yes. Uh, that was very, I was very happy. I'm a big Fosse-Verdon person. Me so
0: too. That
1: was very exciting to see. But yeah, there were a lot. Um, there's, there's always a, a good healthy crop of movie stars uh, showing up at the at the Emmy nominations because they're doing good great work obviously but also because limited series is becoming such a deep totally category when I talked to Hugh Grant about that he said that it, you know you can do that you can come right. in waltz in waltz out and you're right. good you're done exactly exactly so, so so yeah it's um TV continues to be a very fertile place for actors to come do sort of a, a short little stint and then move on
0: What are some of the uh, other notable snubs and surprises that you wrote about today?
1: I was heartbroken, honestly, um, over Deadwood's reception. It did great on the lower text. It ended up getting eight overall nominations. It didn't break through in the acting categories, but the real... And it did get a nomination for a TV movie. Yeah, it landed
0: there. It did,
1: but it did not... uh, it the did not garner got, the actors got snubbed the, the actors got snubbed which is fair because limited they, series they compete against limited series and that was so deep but, but the, there
0: wasn't a great performance and in a weird way they were all riffing off of their old performances
1: but the real the real snub there is in david milch not getting nominated for writing
0: that's
1: shocking that's shocking and it's heartbreaking because that's not going to happen again. There will not be another opportunity because for Because his
0: mind is deteriorating. Exactly,
1: because he is a, a, he's been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Um, this script, a milch script, will not come again to the Emmys. And I do think that that is something they will regret down the line.
0: I'm so sorry to hear. I did not realize that. Yeah,
1: there. that's the thing about this exciting crop of nominees, is that there's a lot to be enthusiastic about, like... Flea Bag getting five acting nominees. Absolutely, Fiona Shaw, this this uh, legacy actress, getting not just her first, but her first two, two Emmy nominations for Killing Eve as well. Her, yes, for her Phoebe Waller Bridge performances in Killing Eve and in Flea Bag. There's so much to be excited about, but there are these little these little heartbreaks in there, like uh, Pamela Adlin's Better Things falling out. Pamela Adlon was she tainted? she wasn't she was nominated for actress last year the show seemed or uh was it last last season the show seemed on the verge it this season despite it maybe being the best season of the show so far just couldn't pick up any heat it's that buzz thing we're talking about no matter how much i loved it or ben loved it or critics loved it it just didn't pick up speed anywhere and i don't know why because as we've seen I believe, as you wrote about, and I'm, that I'm planning on catching up with, the Emmys really embraced these these multi-talented creators. They Bill they, Hader for Barry, Bill
0: Hader writing, directing, and starring, and in
1: right. effect, exe- the executive producer. Right, Phoebe, and then Natasha Leone, Natasha Leone, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. These uh, creators that are filling multiple roles on the show. That's what Adlin's doing on Better Things. She is lead actress. She is. The only director she is working in a very small writers room, um, so it did break my heart a little bit that she she was not able to keep that momentum up here. Um, the category was soft, judging by how much turnover there was, and and it just. It just got lost in the cracks. I was sorry that Native
0: Son, the TV film that showed at Sundance, and did yes. it was a discovery of a major young director. It had incredible acting. It was gorgeous,
1: and I just have this very strong sense that nobody saw it. Yeah, finally. Yeah, and I feel that way about about several of those. Like O.G. was not didn't get any. Um, that star Jeffrey right? Like there were a lot of movies that just didn't get in there and i'm I'm not sure why but what i wrote today is is it, it really felt this year like if tv academy voters saw it they voted for it and if they voted for it they voted for it in every category yeah and um if they didn't see it they didn't vote for it if they didn't hear about it they didn't vote for it it just um
0: some of the old tried and trues it went both ways for example i was surprised. First of all, I was surprised that, that, that um, I shouldn't have been because everybody predicted it, but I thought, you know, does, does Milo Ventimiglia really need to get another nomination? No, he does not. You know, I, I, thought, I mean, Sterling K. Brown, yes, I'm, I'm there, but I for This Is Us, I, I'm fine. But he, I, I didn't think, so, and I, honestly, Viola Davis, again, I love her, of course, oh, of course I love her, but last year she didn't get nominated, and I, I don't get it These... why she'd come back now.
1: And that's that there's this inertia that that the, the academy falls into its comfort when it doesn't, when it's not sure what to do, nominates people, it's already nominated. I thought that This Is Us was softer this year. I thought it was vulnerable um, I also felt that about so blackish. I, actually,
0: I felt and that black-ish about blackish, didn't get and
1: it didn't get nominated. So it's 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 nice. It's in a way, it is uh, gratifying to see where your gut kind of pays off, and where your gut's kind of like, oh no, like they are they are set on giving this is us seven to eight to nine mm-hmm. nominations every season. It's on the air, um, and and even if that's. Mandy Moore. Which now,
0: most of these shows are coming from, you know, pretty big players. I was very
1: surprised, finally, and glad that they, they put Pop TV's Schitt's Creek on the list. Yes, that was very exciting to see uh, for its fifth season, um, which aired this year, which is incredible, but not surprising because in t- 2017, Schitt's Creek finally started streaming on Netflix, which meant that it went beyond the critical appeal. People could see it. People could tell their friends. More critics could watch it. And it sort of fed into this own hype cycle, um, which is now reaching its peak just in time for the, the series to air its final season next year and hopefully do even better at the Emmys next year. So judging, as we
0: wrap this up, uh, judging from some of the strong players here, we have to assume that Game of Thrones is going to dominate its category
1: yeah, right. it, it feels like they teed them up for a very Return of the King kind of night at the Oscars. Very good or comparison. At least at the Creative Arts, uh, <laughs> Creative Arts Emmys. Excuse me.
0: Then Chernobyl would be the dominant player in the limited series, or or is it Ava Do du- what? What do you think? I
1: think they're neck and neck. I think that Ava they Duver- are gonna yeah. they are gonna fight it out. I would give Chernobyl the edge I a so. little bit because, and and it's for a weird reason, but because. Uh, when they see us has more nominees in those categories. Uh, Fighting I think, with each other. Exactly. They may cancel each other out a little more, which would be super unfortunate. But it's a, it's a reality I could see happening.
0: So who, who would you um, give comedy series to? That's going to be Veep?
1: Uh, what if it's I Barry? I don't know. I don't know if they're ready to give, to officially make Barry their new Veep. Veep came in a little soft. Uh, This morning, I think it got nine nominations, which is fine. But it I was really expecting it to pull up a lot of like supporting noms and it really didn't break in anyone that it hadn't broken in before. Um, So would it have ordinarily gotten more than this? I I was expecting more of a I was expecting it to do more of a Game of Thrones final season thing. If you look at how many nominations something like Fleabag, a very small show with a very small cast, got in five actresses got in. It did better. Exactly. You know, clearly has there was momentum. room for movement in those categories, but it didn't get it. Hmm. So if it didn't go to Veep, it had to go to someone. Obviously, Barry well, wasn't was picking up. It was Maisel
0: that got twenty.
1: True, but how many of that was below the line? Um, the production A lot. values are so high on yeah. Maisel. Yeah. Um, for that period piece, I do think that Fleabag holds the acting holds holds the at least the female acting categories right, right, right. ahead of time. And I think that they are going to want to give Phoebe Wallerbridge something.
0: Now, earlier, back to limited series, I would have said that Escape at Denamora was in the lead, but I don't think that's true. I think it's Chernobyl now.
1: I think so. I think so. I think it has been usurped by, by Just both by of those. by time, in a way. Well, but that... It
0: was early. The other was late.
1: Exactly. And that is something I think that... Mrs., you'll see Mrs. Maisel battle this entire season... Uh, You come in hot, right in time for the Golden Globe nominations. It gets you a win, but does that last into the Emmys if you actually have uh, competition like Veep? And now, Fleabag, Russian Doll. Um, Mrs. Maisel could be in a world of hurt if this is the new comedy landscape. So
0: I don't know what to do with lead actress.
1: I love it. I think it's a disaster, and I can't wait to see what happens there.
0: Because it's really not. I mean, I would. If you looked at the performance itself, Amelia Clark as Daenerys really didn't have very much to do. But it could be for the whole year. I mean, the whole again for all eight seasons. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know who I give it to. You know, if you're giving it to Comer, that's most likely for the first season, which is not what she's nominated for. She's nominated for the second season. They always do that. Of course, they do. I, if I had to guess, I would say they give it to O again. Because, yeah, they could give it to O again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I gotcha. I gotcha. You know. And then among the men, um, I would have to. You're probably right about Odenkirk being the one.
1: I don't know. Like I, I want to see how these next Billy Porter got it. That would be. Would that be awesome? I would be so happy. What a moment. I can't wait to see In what he, some fabulous what he gown. I <laughs> can't wait to hear what he says. Like, in Billy Porter one, I would not be mad about
0: it. Maybe that's it. That was, all right, then. and then in a comedy series, that one is Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who would finally beat her own record yes. if she won. Her and she holds the record for eight wins.
1: She does. She's tied with Cloris Leachman right now. She would beat her. Yes. Right. She would solidly move into the lead, um, leaving the ball in Cloris Leachman's court. Leachman is now ninety-three years old, so <laughs> never
0: count her out. Never, I would never
1: <laughs> dare. Uh, but yeah, I don't. It's Julius to lose, and and has been for several years, I think. And I
0: think it's Bill Hader's to lose too. I would agree with There's that. There's nobody to come close to him. No And then in limited series, um, I know you and I are both very fond of Michelle Williams, but I think and Amy Adams, but I yeah. think it's Patricia Arca- and and then you have the Literally two when they see us, people knocking each other out, as you said. So maybe mm-hmm. it's Patricia Arquette who wins. Maybe.
1: I think it's going to be a really interesting phase, too, to see how play, who plays the game best. Uh, I guess the one thing on Patricia Arquette's side is she does have the double nomination. Yes. Uh, so she's going to be working the FYC's overtime, I assume. Um, we're just going to have to see. I, I don't know. We're going to have to put our ear to the ground and kind of feel how it all shakes out. I'm
0: gonna go with Jared Harris for the win on lead actor.
1: I don't blame you. He's lovely.
0: He's so good in it. I know. And he's so silently good. You know, he he has all these great reaction shots. Right. Right.
1: Well, we're not gonna we're
0: gonna save our uh, all the rest of it for later because we will dig in in a little more depth. But this is our prime time Emmy dissection for now. And I look forward to getting into it with you later.
1: Yes, I'm so excited, Anne. It's going to be amazing. Bye, Libby. Bye.